the tree of life is blooming and the roses never fade here they bloom but for family, the Cheddar family, would like to thank you for being here as we celebrate the life and also the passing of our dear friend and loved one, Melner Cheddar. The prophet of old said, the Lord has given, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And God in his wise providence has taken Melner to be with him. What better place could he be? We're going to sing a congregational hymn together as Pastor Tom comes and leads us to singing.
come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever And the sound of his voice is so sweet, the birds hush their singing, and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is And he tells me I am his own And the joy we share as we tarry there None other has ever known I'd stay in the garden with him night around me be falling but he bids me go through the voice of woe his voice to me is calling and he walks with me talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever The word of the Lord is more than just words or nice stories. It's words with life. And that's what God presents to us today. Life. Melner Cheddar today is in life everlasting.
Sometimes we think, well, uh, you know, it's the end. <laughs> oh, no. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning of life forever. And so listen to the word of God as it's read today. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent and majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the work of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, all that swim in the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. In all the earth. And reading from Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? While evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they shall stumble and they will fall. Though an army besiege me and my heart will not fear, though wars break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after. And then the psalmist King David says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His holy temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His tabernacle and set me up upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, O Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. And you have been my helper. 
Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Lead me in your paths because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Shout for joy to the earth. Shout to joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. And enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not smite you or harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you, your comings and your going from now and forevermore. And then for those of you who have the order of worship on the back, if you wouldn't mind reading with me, the Lord is my shepherd. And David was a man after God's heart. And David knew what it was to be a shepherd and to care for the sheep. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then there was Jesus in the New Testament. He was the fulfillment of the coming Messiah for the Old Testament. And Jesus had some friends by the name of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And Lazarus had been dead for a few days. And Jesus waited for three or four days before coming, knowing exactly what he was doing. And of course, the family thought, Jesus, if you would only have been here, my brother would not have died. But then there was God. I want to read this to you. 
from John chapter 11, starting with verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them at the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatsoever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and asking for you. When Mary, Mary heard this, she got up and quickly went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews had been when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforted her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out and followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And then the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not have he opened the blind eyes, have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor, for he has been here four days. Then Jesus said, did not I tell you to believe? If you believe, you would see the glory of God. So, they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, just a short prayer. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. This was a big miracle for Jesus. It's one of the big things that actually got him crucified because he intimidated the very 
ones that thought they were so very religious. And they were religious, oh yes. But he even let them know, you don't even really know God. Because if you knew him, you would receive me. Because Jesus was God's representative to the world. Hallelujah. The, end of, the ending of reading God's word. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Scripture tells us it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord, pierce our hearts with a comforting word today. And with your Holy Spirit, uphold us and strengthen us even for days to come. We thank you, Lord, that Melner today is in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love what depths of peace when fears are still, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save till on that cross as Jesus died the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin on him was laid here in the death of Christ I live of the world by darkness slain then bursting forth in glorious day 
Up from the grave he rose again And as he stands in victory Since curse has lost its grip on me For I am his and he is mine with the precious blood of Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand no guilt in life no fear in death this is the power of Christ in first cry to final breath Jesus commands my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home here in the power Christ, I'll After this last Thursday, when I got the call, I talked to Cheryl, and Cheryl was like, things aren't going very well, and immediately handed the phone to Sandy and said, you need to go up there. And um, I appreciate your prayers, and I know the family does too. Melnor was born in November 19th of 1940 to his parents, John and Elena, and her name was Walter. Uh, they, grew up in Ch uh, they grew up here in Huron. He grew up around the Carpenter area on a family farm. They attended a country school. In eighth grade, he graduated from Huron High School back in 1959. After graduating, Melner worked for Valet um, Cleaners. On May 2nd of 1962, Melner married Carol Urban Cheddar, uh, excuse me, Urban, and uh, they were married here at this church, First Assembly of God. In 1966, he, was, um, he had a job at Milling mixed milling where he received training in livestock, livestock uh, specialist at Perina. In 1985, Milner began working for South Dakota wheat growers and later became farmland. Later, Dakota Feeds took over, of course, South Dakota wheat growers. He retired Dakota Land Feeds back in November 30th of 2002 because of health reasons. Milner attended this church for a very, very long time. He was a head usher, trustee, 
He enjoyed working with the young boys and Royal Rangers. Uh, Melner enjoyed gardening, photography, hunting, water skiing. He was known to be a fixer of all things. Uh, he had a boat that uh, the first time I saw it, I thought, that thing can go fast. And sure enough, he made it go really fast. Uh, he cherished time with his family, especially his grandchildren. Um, he was preceded death by his two sons, Jeff in his infancy, and Doug. And I'm sure on Saturday morning, when uh, he uh, entered the gates of heaven, there was Doug and his other son. And uh, I, I don't know how, to, how else to explain it. But uh, what a peaceful reunion. What a wonderful reunion. Also with Jonah Lamori and one sister, Ardella Cheddar. Uh, his father-in-law, uh, Harold Urban, and Ruth Urban, too. Uh, one brother-in-law, Jerry Urban, and one sister-in-law, Nancy Urban. Uh, I'm very grateful that he was my father-in-law. And when I first met him, uh, I didn't know what to think about him. And as I started to date his daughter, and then I thought, well, maybe I should marry her. I went up to him, and I said, hey, uh, would it be okay if I married your daughter? And he said, I'll give you 50 bucks if you elope. <laughs> He had a great sense of humor. Um, you know, I really appreciated Mel because um, there was times that he was very humorous, but there was also times that, a couple of times when we were sitting at this church and we were worshiping the Lord, he would have tears in his eyes. And I knew that he had a deep relationship with the Lord and all the stuff that he went through in his life. Uh, I just remember he said, you know something, God's still good, even though I've gone through a lot of pain in life. And... Over the last several years since he's been bedridden, um, I've always made it a tradition to bring a strawberry shake to him, and he always perked up. And um, this last, his last birthday, I said, oh, I'll bring you another strawberry shake, and things didn't work out when we came up here for Christmas. And um, he's up in heaven enjoying a great strawberry shake along with the steak and everything else he enjoyed. Um, he also, he has a great wife, Carol. Had two daughters, uh, uh, Sandy and, and Cheryl. Uh, Sandy's in Papillion, Nebraska, along with her two sons, Jonathan and Joshua and myself, if you want to call me a son. And then Cheryl, uh, of course, married Jim. And uh, they have two children, Michael and, and Grace Lamori. And uh, then there's also um, uh, a brother-in-law, Stan Cheddar of Arizona, and one sister-in-law, Elena, uh, and Ron Kleinsasser of Sioux Falls. I'd just like to take this time, if there's anybody that has a story about Mel, um, we'll make this very, very brief. But if you have anything, uh, I'd really appreciate this. It really does encourage the family. Is there anybody? If not, I'll talk all day, so. somewhere, call Melner up, I'll take me, I'll take you, I'll take you. Believe me, you hear, hear that a lot, but he's a Jew.
one of my first introductions to to Mel when I became pastor um, was I got a phone call and he said, uh, Pastor, you you need to come and pray for Carol. And uh, something I believe your face had swollen for some reason. I don't remember exactly what. And I could tell Carol thought I really didn't need to come. But Mel said, you know, when I saw this, I said, you got to call the pastor. And so I did. And so you need to come and pray for her. And uh, so, you know, his sense of humor was there, but his faith was there as well. Join me in singing this great hymn, um, Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see, t'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears Just did that grace appear the hour I first believed through many dangers, toils, and snares I have. far and grace will lead me home when we've been there ten thousand years bright shining as the sun we've no days to sing God's praise than when we'd first begun. We serve a good God. He shows his goodness to us every day. And uh, probably when we have our meal this afternoon, there will be people reminiscing about Mel. I remember, I've only known Mel for about two and a half or three years since he's been in the nursing home. But I remember, and I've shared with some of you about this, I remember going and, and uh, usually I sing to him. And that day I didn't because I was kind of in a hurry. And uh, I said to Mel just before I left, is there anything that I can do for you? And I always called him Buddy. I said, Buddy, anything I can do for you today? He said, yeah, you can sing to me. 
So I said, well, just a minute. So I went out to the truck and got my CD player. I came in and uh, there's going to be a song, Because He Lives. And you know, he was singing right along with me. And it's kind of like, huh. You know, even near the end, you kind of wondered, does Mel understand or doesn't, doesn't he? Oh, he did. But sometimes he didn't respond and other times he did. But that's so very important to understand. He had a love for God. And I, I, I'm thankful that he was comfortable enough to say, yeah, sing to me, man. You know, it's cool. Message for today. Don't worry. Rejoice. John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way and the place where I am going. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know what you're talking about. Jesus said, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus Christ was the representation of God the Father in the flesh. In other words, he was saying, I am coming to show you God. See? And then he said this, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And it's kind of like back in Hebrew history, it was like, a man would come and propose to a girl. Usually the man was close to 30 years old because that's when you became a man then. You will notice in Scripture that Jesus started his ministry at 30 years old. David became king when he was 30 years old. And, Joseph, oh, excuse me, and Jesus was about 30 years old. And he was likened to the groom as we are his bride in Scripture. And Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. What would happen is, the man would come and say to the parents, I'd like your daughter's hand in marriage. And of course, the dad would say, and what's it worth to you? Is it worth 50 bucks? And they would bargain, get it set. And then, the man would go, and he would prepare a place for his bride. When Jesus spoke this, he knew that they would know exactly what he was talking about. Sometimes he spoke in parables, and the disciples would say, man, can you tell us what you're talking about here? This was very clear. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare that place, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He's gone to prepare a place to come back. And what would happen is, a year or so later, when a house is built for the bride, 
the groom would come back and take his bride and they would have a party. I mean, a party the likes we don't understand. A wedding. See, family usually comes together two times a year. I mean, two times in life. Usually it's for a wedding or a funeral and sometimes for Christmas and Easter. But usually it's weddings and funerals, see. And Jesus said, we're going to come together and we're going to have a party on the other side where the bride and the groom come together. It's kind of like a wedding party. He's preparing that place and he will return and we will be home at last. Remember those words. Home at last. And sometimes we wonder, what's heaven going to be like? I was thinking about this just last night in pondering this message. I wonder when Melner gets to the throne of God, if God will ask him, Melner, is there anything you wish you had done differently? Have you ever thought of that before? I can imagine Melner wouldn't say, yeah, boy, I wish I'd put more time in at work. Oh, no, no. It's not like that at all. I just know it would have been something. I wish I'd had spent more time with the kids. I wish I'd spent more time with Carol. Quality time. Why? Because God is a God of relationships. He is. He went and prepared a place for us. And then we have to ask ourselves, what is heaven going to be like? And I'd like to paint a picture for you in words. If I was an artist, my wife draws a little, but I'm terrible. But if I could paint a picture in your mind of heaven, it would kind of go like this. Heaven is a place where there's no sickness and no more pain. I remember a praying for Melner Cheddar every time I would go to see him that God would touch him and make him whole in body, soul, and spirit. And today, God has answered my prayers. Melner is whole today. Did God do it the way we think he should? Oh, God's ways are so much different than our ways. That's what Scripture says. His ways are higher than our, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are so much different than ours. But God did it right. No more sickness. No more pain. And no, no more growing old. I, I have a feeling that if even a month ago, if I'd asked Milner, how old do you feel inside? He probably would have said, oh, probably about 30, even though his body, you know, like I'm myself, I'm 63, but I feel like I'm 25 inside. You know, I have a feeling when I get to heaven, I'm going to be 25. And I have a feeling that maybe Melner will be about 30 years old. Right in the prime of life. And there, never growing old. That's the way God meant it from the very beginning with Adam and Eve. Do you know? 
that they would have lived forever, literally lived forever, if they had stayed in the Garden of Eden, eating of the tree of life. After they sinned, they were driven out of the garden to no longer eat of the tree of life, and therefore they died. In heaven, no more death, but no more growing old. And I have a feeling it's going to be like 72 degrees and sunny every day. A little warmer than today. My friends, spring came this year on March 8th, this last Sunday. And today is going to be a beautiful day in the Lord. But I have a feeling heaven is going to be perfect. That's what heaven's all about. Perfection. The Bible says this, we shall see him as he is and we shall be like him. Perfect in every way. It's like, oh my Lord. My friends, we don't know the half of it. And I could stay here all day telling you about what heaven is going to be like. And still, we wouldn't know the half of it. Scripture tells us there's not going to be any need for the sun or a moon. Because of the radiance that comes from the throne of God. Can you imagine that? Light all the time. No need for sleep. Just for loving God, see. And then, reunited with loved ones. My mom went to be with the Lord. <laughs> I remember doing her eulogy and saying, because I'm the youngest of nine, I said, I thank God that my mom and didn't, dad didn't think eight was enough. Think about it. But you know, I'm looking forward to seeing my mom and my dad, because I know they're in heaven. I'm looking forward to seeing Melner Cheddar there so that I can tell him for myself, God answered my prayers for you. And I'm thankful for that. See? And I think one of the big things in heaven is this. Forever being in the awesome presence of God. Sometimes we get a small part of it here, but I can tell you, we don't really fully understand. That's why Scripture tells us we see in a glass darkly or dimly, but then we shall know even as we are known. It's kind of like that's what Scripture was talking about. I didn't quite understand, and it's all going to be revealed. But I can tell you this, there will be love and joy forevermore. Think about your most joyful experience in life. One of mine was when I married my wonderful bride. And I can imagine Melmer would say the same. That's piddling compared to the joy Melmer's in today. It's kind of like, oh, amazing. And Scripture tells us there's going to be a wedding feast. I don't know if you like food or not, but I can tell you that I do. I love to eat. And I have a feeling 
that at the beginning of this wedding feast, the scripture talks about that Jesus is going to have the Lord's first supper on the other side. We celebrate communion here. We call it sometimes the Lord's last supper. And Jesus said this, we will not celebrate this, we'll not partake with you until we're in my Father's kingdom. And I think the first order of the wedding feast is taking communion with Jesus. My friends, then the party begins. It's like, whoa. And even that, we can only understand a small part of what it will be like. And then Mercedes today has sung about this, that the streets will be paved with gold. It's like, oh my Lord. Solomon in all his glory, back in the Old Testament, the richest and wisest king that Israel ever had. When he gets to heaven, or got to heaven, he'd have to say, my kingdom was nothing compared to the kingdom of God. I remember as a kid, walking down streets, pebbly streets, and my feet could handle it today. It's like, oh my Lord, I'm older than I thought. I remember running down, down a dirt road. Those pebbles never bothered my feet at all. But you know, the streets, it says in heaven, will be paved with pure gold. Pure gold is softer than we think. Sometimes we have a wedding ring I do that's 14 karat gold. Pure gold is a soft metal. So I think God is preparing something for me to run on with bare feet. It's going to be soft, not a hard metal, but soft metal. I just think that heaven is going to be a place that we just can't imagine. And especially the presence, the wonderful presence of God. And then, the peace that comes with that. I've finally arrived. I've finally arrived. And I can hear Melner saying, Thank you, Lord, for those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. We hear those words, welcome home. If you forget anything, everything else about this message today, remember those two words, welcome home. Because that's the presence Melner is in today. He's home. He's home with the Lord. And oh, it's so important that we live our lives to please God that we can be reunited with Melner Cheddar. That's God's desire for you today and for me today, that we live according to his word. Because I can tell you, friends, heaven is more real than life itself. That's how real heaven is. 
I was with a lady one time. I was the last person she spoke with. And I had led her to the Lord. And she said to me, I'm in my own world now. And he's coming to get me. And I have never, ever experienced the presence of God like I did that day. And I said to myself, I could never, ever, ever wish anyone back from that. And I can tell you, we have a lot to look forward to. An awful lot to look forward to. Please bow with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, the place you are preparing for us is so wonderful. But Lord, we take this time to say yes to you. To say yes, we want to live for you. If there's anything in us, Lord, that would not allow that to happen, we give that to you today. Make us like yourself that one day we too may be reunited with Melner in glory. And Lord, go with us today, we pray. Make us a blessing, Lord. And may we encourage the Cheddar family. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would lift each one of us up. In Jesus' name, amen. Before Pastor Tom comes and sings, the family has asked me for those who are not going to the committal service, if you would mind staying around because we're going to have a lunch following the committal service today, we invite you to stay for refreshments in the fellowship hall. And God's blessings on you. Stand with me as we sing this final hymn together. God sent His Son They called Him Jesus He came to love Heal and forgive He bled and died To buy my pardon An empty grave is there to prove My Savior of glory.
I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone, and because I know He holds the future and life is. Because He 